Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Philly versus the World, a special quarantined NFL draft edition of Philly versus the World. Just two of us today, though. We're missing our little baby bird, Drew, today. Just me, Chris Kowski, John Franco, Eliano. John, I know you have some words to say. I do. I do. Um, unfortunately, like you said, our little birdie, that's cute. Um, Drew Bishop <laughs> cannot join us, but uh, I don't know. It seemed like from his Snapchat, he's just at a barn or a farm all day. He's playing with some cows. So that's pretty cool. I like how we're being replaced by a couple of cows. Cow tipping? Is he cow tipping? I don't know what cow tipping is. What, you like tip cows? Yeah, have you never seen like the movie where there's like like with money? Like you tip them with money? No, like you, you, you push the cows over. Oh, you tip them over? That's, oh God, isn't that illegal? Yeah, well, like, I've never done it, but, like, it's a thing, but. I mean, Drew's, dude, Drew's, like, very skinny. He can't even, he can't even lift up a pencil. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I gotta say, I respect Drew, you know, that he, he's, oh, he's working. Up. Oh, I respect he, Drew because he's, he's got to work, you know, he's, no. come on, where are your balls at, man? I mean, I respect someone trying to make some money, you know, he's a college student, making some How money. How do know he's making money? It looked like. Because he, he just... said before he's got, he's working the farm. He said it. He didn't. He never said he was working a farm. Whatever. Well, you said whatever. it before. I don't. Th- I don't think he's working on a farm. I. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I respected him. You know, it, he's working hard. But you know what? I don't respect. <laughs> I, All I don't right. Res- whatever. I don't respect my. Se- I don't respect my self-esteem. Because I got an alert to my phone right before we started from ESPN saying Alex Rodriguez, Jennifer Lopez have retained J.P. Morgan in a possible bid to buy the Mets multiple reports. I'm a sucker for this story. You know what I say? Take the money in my bank account. I'm part of Chase. A-Rod, J-Lo, take my little money I have. Put it towards the Mets. Whatever it could do. Maybe it could, you know, buy a hot dog stand. I don't know. But but take it. Take it. I'm a sucker for it. Take it. There's It's a quarantine, so there, there, there is no baseball. But there is the NFL draft, and there is some football free agency and some football big news that we got today. Chef Bomb on Twitter today. Rob Gronkowski. Back in the NFL, coming out of retirement. He's a 24-7 champion of WWE, but now he is going to be the new starting tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's pretty some pretty big news. And before I get to your opinion on this, I just let you know that my mom was watching the Andy Cohen show yesterday on Bravo. He's he's uh you know, like uh, he hosts a bunch of these, you know, drama shows and soap operas on Bravo Bravo. Mm-hmm. Special 420 special. Gronk was on it. My mom said that Gronk mentioned that he, you know, he was smoking all day. But, you know, Andy Cohen asked him, you know, how you like in your life? You know, any, any possible, you know, things, thoughts about coming back to the NFL? And Gronk basically, you know, I didn't hear it. But my mom gave me the Spark Notes edition, basically said, you know, Gronk said, you know, I'm, I, I really like what I'm doing and enjoying it as in WWE and hosting all these things. But, and then Andy Cohen basically was like, oh, so you're not returning? He's like, oh, I never said that. And then a day later, Grog back at the NFL, paired up with his old buddy Tom Brady in the Buccaneers offense. John, what do you think about this move? And what do you think this means for not only Tampa Bay, but Tom Brady's future right there? What do you, what do you think this means for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at Gronk's back? I mean, it's cool. I guess it's fun to talk about. Like, I'm having a good time just following the news. And I know I was pretty hyped to see that Gronk will be back in the NFL because Gronk is just so likable. He's one of the most likable players since I've been a fan of the NFL and it's always great to see him on the field and, you know, spiking after he scores a touchdown. But I don't know if this will actually do anything 
close to what he did in New England. I mean, I know he's a Hall of Famer, and Tom Brady is obviously a Hall of Famer, but I'm not sure if he's going to be the same Gronk that we saw in New England. He's in his last year in New England. He wasn't even that good of a tight end. He had a really down year, and then he retired. So I don't. I can't imagine someone getting better while not playing the game and being away from it. So for me, this is just content to talk about. It's nothing to be, you know, doing front flips and whatever because your team is now going to go to the Super Bowl. Honestly, I think it just helps them a little bit, not so much. I agree. It's, it's exciting. It's fun to talk about. Gronk brings excitement to football. He's an energetic guy, probably the most energetic and exciting person in sports, probably through all the major sports. I don't think there's anybody more athlete, more electrifying than Gronk. Can you think of anybody in MLB, in the NFL, uh, anybody else in the NFL, anybody in the NBA, in NHL that is more exciting than Rob Gronkowski? No, you're right. It's exciting, but I, I don't know. I, I'm a little more optimistic than you. I think this might mean something. And, and I'm not saying that Gronkowski doesn't go out there and possibly exceed the 1,000-yard receiving mark and catch double-digit touchdowns. But for his last season in New England, yeah, it wasn't a great one. He had 682 yards and three touchdowns. John, are you telling me that you don't think Gronk could do better than that? I, I think he could put up better numbers than that. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to put up, you know, his, his over 1,100 yards he had in 11 touchdown season where he had 17 touchdowns, you know. But, but, but I could definitely see him, you know, Maybe getting a thousand yards, maybe getting anywhere from seven I, to eight touchdowns. Dude, I bet you he does not get a thousand yards. Well, maybe not a thousand yards, but I can see him getting close to it. Maybe eight hundred. You know, I don't know. No, not even eight hundred. I, I think you need to be a little. I think you need no. to be a little bit more hopeful about what we might see from Rob Gronkowski. I, 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 I do. I agree. This doesn't make them a Super Bowl contending team that I am going to run to the bank and put a bet on the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. No, that, that's not what making me do, but. Rob Gronkowski to the Bucks, it's going to mean something. He's going to make some noise there. This offense is going to make some noise there, and and it's going to make them better. That's what it comes down to, you know. And you think a little bit better? I think a decent amount better. Do I think they're better than the Saints? No, but they this offense is going to be exciting. But but all right, let me ask you this, right? Now, from a fantasy standpoint, we do fantasy football. Mm. I'm thinking about this. Where does Gronk now fall in? ranking tight ends and, and, and where you would draft them. You know, in some leagues, you, you, you know, you would use to draft Gronk, what, late first round, second round, you know, in a PPR league. He puts up this, you know, he puts up numbers as close to a wide receiver back in his prime. You know, Travis Kelsey sometimes goes late first, middle second, right? Kittle, yeah. the top tier tight ends. Now, like, what, is Gronk fantasy relevant? Obviously, you don't think he goes back to where he was as a top tier tight end, but any value there you think might with fantasy? I know it's early, but, like, that's one of the first things I think about. Is ooh, can Gronk maybe be a top tier tight end again? So in my dynasty league, I announced in my group chat that Gronk is not going to be a free agent, and he's not going to go to his original owner. He's just going to be a draft pick in our upcoming draft, and where we're where we just select rookies because you know in the sure. dynasty league teams are already set up. So I have him just as a rookie, and yeah. I think that just gives everyone a fair shot to get him. But it's funny, everyone's like, nice, I'm going to use my first-round pick on him. What the? Okay, yeah, sure. If you think he's going to have that great of an impact, then fine. That's, that's perfectly fine. But I just don't see it because Mike Evans, he's a better player. Chris Godwin's a better player. Honestly, you could maybe say that O.J. Howard might be a better player than Gronk Ooh, is right no, now. No, I mean, no, no. Dude, you never know. Like, 2018? I know. Listen, Gronk had 682 yards O.J. and Howard. three touchdowns. That's, that sucks for Gronk. 
I, look, I, I'm not denying the fact he's that he's not Chris, the same size anymore, and he's in. Listen. Well, he's putting the weight back on, and who knows when the season's going to start? He has he's some not time to put get weight back on. Not the he's way already, he was. A, no way. He's already started putting weight back on. They already reported that he's already started gaining weight because of this. Look, I, I don't think it's fair to say OJ Howard is. Uh, you know, you could say it, but I don't agree with it. Sure, Mike Edwards, Chris Godwin, but he has one thing that those guys don't have. That's chemistry with Tom Brady right there. Tom Brady's getting old in age too. You know. He feels comfortable with Rob Gronkowski. That's going to be a big thing. He's a security blanket. You know what I mean? He might not be like Jameis Winston where he's going to bomb the ball 40 yards down the field to Mike Evans like Mike Evans is doing. He might take the short check down to 5 to 10 yards to Rob Gronkowski across the middle of the field. That is where he becomes relevant. That's where he could get 1,000 yards because he's be getting 60 to 90 yards a game. It's, it, we don't know what to see. It is, you know, it is skeptical with everything going on and, and you know, Working with the Buccaneers with, with you know, COVID-19 and how it will affect him getting into rhythm, working out with the team. But that could put him also in a little bit of, you know, a little advantage because he's played with Gronk before. Some of these guys haven't. But I don't know. Any, any final words of Gronk? I think it, it's going to be exciting. But we'll I, see. I'm willing to bet that he won't even get close to 800 yards. I think that's that'll wow. be a great season. And he won't have more than eight touchdowns. Interesting. Yep. All right. It's just fun to talk about. I mean, it's great to have him back. I'm happy that he's back, but this doesn't make them Super Bowl contenders. All right, Chris, moving on here. Let's get to the draft. Which prospect are you most sold on? If you're in the GM room, right, and you're telling your GM, listen, this is the guy. Which player are you going to bang the table for your GM to take? Because you know, no matter what situation he's in, he's going to excel as a player. Well, let me ask you. This is how I feel about it, right? And it's because my Jets, I'm imagining that I am the GM of a Jets team, right? And I'm thinking about one guy that I think right now who is the guy that I'm knocking on the table that I want really bad. Tell you what, man. It's C.D. Lamb. I know I know. a lot of guys don't want to say, oh, don't reach on the wide receiver. I know when we talked to Chad Forbes, we weren't able to have that interview because of some audio issues. We talked about, oh. You don't want to reach on a wide receiver. Well, guess what? I'm a sucker for that. I do want to reach on a wide receiver. I'll tell you why. They're the last, Jets, they took Keyshawn Johnson once in the first round, first overall. He had a pretty nice year. I'm not saying if the Jets had the first overall pick, they should draft CeeDee Lamb. But, I mean, CeeDee Lamb, he had put up crazy numbers. And for some reason, I don't know why, I first started with, I went back and forth between Judy and Lamb. Judy and Lamb. And I get it. Jerry Judy is a good route runner. I'd be happy with him as a, you know, with any team. But, I don't know. And the more I the more I watch film, the more I look at the stats. I think C.D. Lamb separates himself from Jerry Judy a little bit. I mean, he's had over three, he had over thirty two hundred receiving yards in college. He had, I mean, he he, he was just unstoppable. Thirty two touchdowns. I mean, he, he he just reminds me of OBJ with the ball in his hand. I mean, he's just he's just insane with his speed and and I don't know. There's just a feel, you know, when the Falcons feel like. They wanted to get Julio Jones. They traded up to him, got him sixth overall. The Jets yeah. took Keyshawn Johnson first. When the Raiders took Amari Cooper, you have a feel about our wide receiver. This guy is a true number one receiver. I think CeeDee Lamb, to me, has that feel. Like, this is a guy where, okay, yes, the wide receiver class, it's deep. There's a lot of talent in there. I get it. But I'm banging on the table. If I'm, a, if I'm a team who needs a true number one wide receiver, just like my New York Jets, I'm banging the table on CeeDee Lamb. I think he is the best wide receiver in the draft. And, I mean, look, I, I just feel like when, when you, I have a feel about a wide receiver, when you have a feel about a certain wide receiver that you've got to take him early in the first round, 
I, it's just a feel I have for CeeDee Lamb. I know it's kind of crazy to reach on one, but I'm banging on the table. I love CeeDee Lamb. I, I think he has a lot of potential and, and could do well in the NFL. I mean, I'm not surprised that you picked them because I know you really want your team to get them. But I'll be honest, I don't know if that's going to happen. But we'll the see. player that I really like and who I have no doubt in my mind will be a great player is Kenneth Murray. Mm. The linebacker from Oklahoma. To me, this is a guy where I think Eagles could potentially get him. And I know they haven't drafted a, a linebacker in the first round since 1979. But it'd be nice to see my team grab him. But to me, this guy, he checks all the boxes that you want in the linebacker. He's got good size, a 6'2", 241. He's quick. He's got long arms. And he's a good leader. And not only would he fit well in Philadelphia on the field, I think off the field as well, where he, he would just replace the leadership that Malcolm Jenkins left when he signed with the New Orleans Saints. And Kenneth Murray runs a 4'5'2". 40-yard dash. That's really, really fast for a linebacker. He had 21 reps on the bench, 38 inches on a vertical jump, and 129 on the broad jump. This guy is an athletic freak, and I think he fills a hole for the Philadelphia Eagles, but besides the Philadelphia Eagles, I think this guy is being underrated. I see in mock drafts that he's going in the late 20s, and to me, that is just abysmal. I think this guy's a top 10 pick. When I bring out my big board in a couple of days, I'm going to have this guy in my top 10 for my favorite prospect. You can talk about a guy who had over 300 total tackles. Yes. In the Big 12, you know, a, a conference notorious for not playing defense. But, I, I, I look, I like, I like Kenneth Murray. I like, I like Patrick Queen. Um, I, I think Murray is a guy, you're right, you plug him in, he's kind of a leader right away. And I think late 20s is kind of late for him. And I, I don't think it necessarily has to do with the fact of his talent, but Look, we're, we're looking now at boards, and Isaiah Simmons is slipping down boards because if the Giants don't take him, then who really needs a linebacker if the Panthers and Dolphins go with a quarterback? So it's just the fact that maybe a lot of teams don't necessarily need a linebacker. That kind of leads me to your next question. You know, we're a couple days away from the draft, and usually around this time is, is when we hear buzz around people, people, you know, falling down draft boards, people rising. Is it a smoke screen? Is it buzz? What is it? So I want to ask you, man. What is who who who's a prospect that you could see fall down the draft boards come come draft night? It always happens. And who's a prospect you could see rise up the draft boards? It always happens too. Mitch Trubisky, the Bears jump at him. Who who is somebody you could see that it, that, that that could fit those two roles, rising up and falling down draft boards come Thursday night? So let me take a sip of my Seagram real quick. I know I'm not a big drinker, but this Seagram blue one, it's, it's got some good flavor, and I don't care for anybody who makes fun of me. Got some good flavor. To are it. we getting ads from Seagrams? Like, 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 is that a? Did you just do an ad for Seagrams? Are we getting money for this? Like, I'll do a like, like, like. I didn't know about this. Otherwise, wow. I would have done. A yeah, Seagram no. Ad. Listen, I'm. I am just pocketing all the money revenue that we're getting from Seagram. So yeah, screw you and Drew. You guys don't get any of the uh, revenue. So anyway, one player that I think is being overrated and a guy where a lot of people are banking on to be really, really good, which I just don't see is Jeffrey Akuda, the corner out of The Ohio State University. I know he's the number one rated corner, but for me, and this is from, coming from a guy who, if he had a root for a college football team, it's going to be Ohio State. I like, I like Jeffrey Akuda. It's just for him to go to Detroit, which I, that's the only team I've seen him get mocked at, right? So for him to go to Detroit and play under Matt Patricia, who is 
probably the worst head coach besides Adam Gaze in the NFL. Woo! So, to me, I just don't see him being a good player, and he's going to be drafted in the top five. Now, the Mitchell Trubisky, we'll call this next guy, right, who will be drafted higher than most people expected. I'm down to two players. It's going to be C.J. Henderson, the corner from Florida, or Ezra Cleveland, the left tackle from Boise State. Yeah, now, necessarily, are, the, are those, like, 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 I'm not talking about this is their bad things that these people are, are rising up, but, like, 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 I don't want to make that clear. Like, you could pick somebody who you think is rising up for the right reasons, not somebody that is just getting overhyped, but, like, somebody who's rising up because they are truly, like, like noticeable. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, so I'll give you, I'll give you uh, that one, too. So, yeah. a guy who is rising to me, I think it's Jalen Rager and the wide receiver from TCU. I think he's going to be a guy where, in the beginning of all this, we saw him go on day two of the draft, mm-hmm. early second round, mid-second round. But now I think that he's going to go in the first round after the big four of wide receivers go. I think he's going to be the fifth wide receiver off the board, in my opinion. Interesting, interesting. So uh, uh, a guy who I think it might, might slip is, it, it, you know, it, it's tough, but I don't know. I kind of have a feeling that possibly could it be Justin Jefferson. I get I get the feel of maybe him if, if things go differently. But you know, one Wait, guy who sucks. I, yeah. I do not like him. But honestly, one guy who I think is gonna fall and everybody thinks is crazy is I think Justin Herbert's gonna fall out of the top ten. I know I'm you crazy. Think he's gonna fall out of the top ten. Listen, listen, no. I think Chris, I think the bet on this. I think the Chargers, if the Dolphins don't take two or the Chargers take two, if not, dude, I think they're going to roll with Tyrod Taylor. It's my opinion. I know it's crazy, but I think he's going to fall. I think he might fall to a team like maybe Las Vegas, who needs a second pick, or Jacksonville. I think Justin Herbert is not a good quarterback. He gets a Josh Allen comparison. You know how I feel about that. Look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm no missing lies. something, but I don't know. I, I think he's going to fall come draft night, it, you know, especially that, you know, I, don't, I just don't see it, man. And, and, and it's, it's because after the Chargers, after the Dolphins, who really needs a quarterback? That's what I'm saying. A team would have to trade up or it would fall down to Oakland. I'm not saying he's going to fall out of the first round, but, I mean, a guy who's directed to go top five, I think he could fall to maybe, you know, top 20, top 15, top 17. You know, if he gets past the Chargers, like I said, it might be a team like Jacksonville or Oakland later on who'd grab him with their second pick in the first round, or maybe a team trades up for him, but – I'm just saying that. that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say he's going to slip all the way out of the first round, but I, look, that's what that's you did my... say he's going to slip out of the top 10. Are you willing to put money on this? Yes. Okay. Great. 10 bucks. 10 bucks? Yeah, I'm not trying to put a lot. I got a lot of other wages. We'll get to that. You bitch. Are you serious? Just 10 bucks. Because it's a bull bet. But, but, but. All right. How about take. this? How about this? How about this? Whatever number he goes, we multiply it by three. So say he goes. Sixth overall to the Chargers. No, it's eighteen dollars. Well, no, we'll work it out. But but I don't like what you're, no. I don't like what you're now. No. What? Well, all right. Listen. All right. Twelve bucks. No. Twelve bucks. Ten bucks. Top ten. Ten bucks. Twelve bucks. Don't take my bet. I don't care. Like. <laughs> Fine. Ten bucks. Fine. Wow. All right. Jesus Christ! I just got. I'm. I negotiate for a living, and you just beat me at it. That's my boss is not going to like that. I mean, dude, I used to be a sales a sales associate, lead sales guy at Sports Authority. But anyway, you know, <laughs> a guy who I think is now rising up and not the Mitch Trubisky effect, 
But a guy who I think is rising up because of his talent is Jedrick Wills. I see some places now that might have him going top five to the Giants. His odds are shifting on, on, on DraftKings and FanDuel Sportsbooks about where he is right now. I'll get to that too. But I, I know his over-under was set at 8.5. I, you know, I saw it on, on the FanDuel Sportsbook, 8.5. I took it at that. We'll get to that later. But he's a guy now who can go top five, top six, you know, potentially. I definitely think he's going to go to top ten. I think he's possibly, in my opinion, the best offensive lineman. He's the guy who, if I had to take one offensive lineman, I'm taking him. He played in Alabama, the, probably the most, you know, comparable NFL offense, the most ready you know, the most power, all that. I'd feel most comfortable plugging him in. He could play right tackle, play left tackle. He's a guy who I think is rising up, and rightfully so. He should be the first offensive lineman taking. I mean, I know I know, Mickey Beckham, you know, he's getting the praise because his size and everything, but I, I don't know. So, Chris, if I were to ask you how you think your mock drafts, I know you're right. asking how you think that's going to go compared <laughs> to what's really going to happen. Would you say it's going to be kind of close or you don't have any faith like this is going to be completely different given the fact that we're in this corona crisis i don't know if, i mean obviously you've heard all these guys in the media they've been told by these gms and these personnel guys yeah these mock drafts aren't even close and there are guys going in the first round that media guys have no idea to have in their even in their first round mock draft so is there a guy like that that you think might end up in the first round I mean, look, I don't think any running backs personally going to go in the first round, but that's a possibility, too. Could a team come in and get Jonathan Taylor, a guy who rushed for over 1,000 yards in the Big you know, in the Big Ten, or a guy like you know, DeAndre Swift also you know, running wild in the SEC? Maybe, that, maybe that's something. I mean, maybe it's some wide receivers. Like, I know Chase Claypool, I do some mock drafts. You know, he's coming in the third, fourth round. He's a guy who I think maybe second round. I heard some buzz, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's going in, you know, second round on day two. Maybe he's a guy that fits in late. And here's the biggest name. You guys say it isn't going to happen, but all it takes is one freaking team. What about Jalen Hurts? He could be a day one guy, especially, and I'm not saying this is going to happen because, I, 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 you know, we'll do, we're going to do a little, you know, back and forth mock draft later. But, you know, especially if, it's, especially if Miami is not sure about to attack a Viola. So how about this? If, 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 if then they, if it slips, what if Miami's like, hey, they look at them and say, these guys both kind of played in the same offense back in college. Jalen Hurts is a little bit healthier. What if they take him later on? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that's what my mock draft is, is, is saying. But that's a guy who I think maybe that's a guy we're missing on. A lot of people are saying, no, nah, no, nah, day two guy for sure. All it takes is one team. We see it. We call it the Mitch Trubisky. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be Mitch Trubisky. But all it takes is one team. Maybe the Packers sitting at 30 say, hey. I was just thinking of Packers, yeah. We do this. Maybe the Chargers, hey, they, they get an offensive tackle, or maybe they get all Isaiah Simmons at their pick at five, and then maybe they trade back in late with a team like Kansas City, like a team like San Francisco, and take Jalen Hurts in the back end of the draft. Maybe that's what we're missing. Or maybe, you know, how about this? Maybe we're missing the fact that maybe these teams aren't going to take wide receivers in the first round. Maybe everybody's saying, hey, you know, after the big three kind of go, maybe the big four, we could wait till day two. Everybody's feeling that way. Maybe we're overestimating the amount of receivers going in the first round of this draft too. We're saying all these guys going in the first round, the talent. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe the consensus is, hey, everybody wants these wide receivers. Everybody's going to wait for them. Maybe it's a day two thing where all these wide receivers go. Like I, I, I don't. Those are the things that you know. That's what I'm thinking right off the bat, right there. You know, running backs possibly going that we're missing. Jalen Hurts going in the first round, and 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 maybe we're overestimating how many receivers get drafted in the first. How about round. this? 
think about the tight end position. There mm-hmm. have there has been almost zero hype about the tight end right. in this draft. I think the tight end out of Notre Dame, Cole Komet, I think he's a guy that could land late in the first round. Because mm-hmm. I have not seen anything about Cole Komet being in the first round in these media mock drafts. And like I said earlier, all these guys in the NFL, in the front offices, they're telling everybody in the media, dude, your mock draft is not even close to what we have. Well, I, I mean, a guy like Cole yeah. Komet, and maybe a team like Seattle who needs a tight end long term, the Packers at 30, they could use a tight end. Two things. One, just like I said about Jalen Hurts, it takes only one team. It only takes one team in the back end of the draft who doesn't have a day two pick and feels, hey, Cole Komet's a guy that can help us in the back end. Okay, that's all it takes. You're right. Maybe Cole Komet's going in the late end of the draft. All it takes is one team, like Seattle in the back end. How about maybe this? New England. They need maybe. Hey, let's get a tight end. Cole Komet's our next Gronk. All it takes. You're right. Is is one team. Now let me ask you this one though. Mm. We whether it's smokescreen or not, there's reports that the Giants oh, had yeah. you know sessions with Justin Justin Herbert. Is that something we're missing? Are the Giants pulling the Arizona Cardinals effect? And, and with a new coach in, in, in Joe Judge, hey, no thank you. I'm not feeling Daniel Jones. Give me Justin Herbert. Is, is that what we're missing too? Is there any truth to that? I mean, I get it. You know, the smoke screen, they're sitting at four. Maybe the Chargers, maybe the Dolphins, maybe somebody wants to trade up. But is, 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 is that something we're missing too? Like, like, our, our, like new coach, maybe David Gettleman trying to save his ass? I just don't have a good feeling about that. No, there's no way they draft Justin Herbert. Dave Gettleman. He's already on thin ice for having a crappy draft last year besides Daniel Jones. But Dexter Lawrence and DeAndre Baker, they weren't good picks. And for him to draft a quarterback back-to-back, it's one thing the Cardinals to do that because Cliff Kingsbury comes in with a new system. And obviously Josh Rosen wouldn't be the best fit for Cliff Kingsbury's system. And we saw how well Kyler Murray did. So that made sense. But for the Giants to do the same thing to Daniel Jones, who actually had a solid rookie year, unlike Josh Rosen, I just don't see it happening. And teams do this quite often, Chris. In 2012, the Philadelphia Eagles interviewed RG3, and they were not in the market for a quarterback. What they did, and they came out and said this was, hey, you never know what can happen about this guy. He could become a free agent down the road, and we've already talked to him. So we kind of got familiar with him. and. How about the Giants? They they just say, you know what? Let's get to know Justin Herbert just in case we have to go up against them. Because like you said, Joe Judge, he comes from New England. This is something that New England would do, right? Talk to a player that nobody thinks they're going to draft, but talk to him and see what he's about. Maybe you do go up against him. And you could find out what he likes and what he doesn't like and how you could bother him. So I just think that's just a smokescreen. I don't I know guess, if you're buying it, but I, maybe maybe I'm just a salty Jeff fan. I want to see the Giants do something silly, but I'm thinking about David Gettleman in his office where he's having this computer with his 100 pages. Have you seen that picture? That, yeah, that was fake. That was maybe fake. the easiest pick for him to do is to pick Justin Herbert. I don't know, man. That was fake. That was that was a fake picture. That's just him playing to everyone's mind, okay. everyone's Look, joke. I, all I'm saying is last year. That you know what what the Cardinals did, it kind of showed us that I get it is a different situation for the most part, but that shows us that anything could happen, right? The Cardinals took a high pick on Josh Rosen, they ended up getting Kyler Murray. It seems like it's working out. Maybe if Joe Judge is convincing David Gettleman, who literally, like you said, is on the hot seat, who no. needs this to work. If Joe Judge is coming to him, and this is the guy that he hired and said, "Hey, I could trust me, 
Justin Herbert is the guy we could succeed with. This is the guy I could build my offenses. Maybe David Kettle was going to say, hey, I, I got to cover my ass. This is what I do. I, I know it's kind of extreme, but. Nah, not happening. Look, Chris, look, I will bet you five. No, I'm not betting it. I'm not betting it because All I don't right, think it's going to happen. But I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I would not be surprised if it happened. Like, 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 I, I think there you could be You wouldn't be surprised truth. if it happened? Okay. I wouldn't be like, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't be surprised. Like, holy shit. But like, I'm saying right now that I think there could be some truth to this. That's all I'm saying. No, no. That's what no I'm saying. Because I, Joe I, Judge and the Giants do not agree to work with each other if Joe Judge has any inkling of not wanting to work with Daniel Jones. Uh, and you know he this does not get hired as I, the Giants coach. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, There's look, no way. But look, we're, we're talking about the unpredictability. Of how about this? Coach. How about uh, this? I'm sorry to interrupt. One NFC East team should draft a quarterback. You know who it should be? The yeah. Dallas Cowboys at pick 17. If Jordan Love is on the board, hey, why not? Take him. Take uh, him that pick. Especially if Tua's on the board, my boy Tua, who I think is the best player in this draft. If Tua is on the board at 17, the Cowboys would be stupid to pass him up. Because listen, uh, Dak Prescott has not signed his tag yet. He's going to hold out, rightfully so. You can't get a deal done with him. Fine. Draft Tua. Get him healthy. I think he, I know he is 100% healthy. He's got to be, or else he want to be working out I, the way he is. But think about this. You trade Dak away. You gather picks. You save money with Tua's rookie deal. Tell me I'm crazy, but the Cowboys should draft Tua or Jordan Love at pick 17 if they are available. I think you, sir, are hungover still from the holiday yesterday, and I think – you're trying to rattle Drew and him not being here. But let's move on. You know, we're talking about the unpredictability so far of this NFL draft, Matras being off and everything like that because of corona night, you know, coronavirus, not knowing what's going to happen. But, John, how about me and you do a little back and forth and do a little top 10 mock draft for the draft on Thursday? Okay. Right. I know. I'll let you go first. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. I mean, this is the consensus. This is, this is, this is Joe Burrow, right? No, I'm going to go with Tua. So – I think no, I'm just messing with you. It's got yeah, it's Joe Burr. There's I mean, they're stupid because they're they're gonna just sell themselves after one season with Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow, don't get me wrong, I think he'll be a good quarterback. But for me, I would go with Tua. Tua's the better player here. I don't know. Tua might not be healthy. Burrow, you could plug him in. I'm I'm not saying the Bengals are gonna be good, but hey, it could be a worse situation for a rookie quarterback. It's gonna come in with Joe Mixon, AJ Green, you know, John Ross. Tyler Boyd, Boyd. Tyler yeah. Boyd, not a bad situation, but all right. Number two, Washington Redskins. Last time we spoke, you're a little different about this one. I think, from what I've seen, the Redskins don't want to trade out of this this spot, it, and I think they're going to go with Chase Young. That's the guy that they really want. Really, Ron Rivera wants too. Is the guy he thinks could change his defense. So the the Redskins actually came out a couple of days ago and said we're willing to listen to offers. Anybody who gets hyped about a team saying, oh, yeah, we're willing to talk to people about trading a pick. Well, yeah, of course they're going to say, yeah, of course we're willing to trade. If, if it's always for the right offer. Right. So, and if they said, no, we're not willing to trade, then they're going to get fired. So it's got to be Chase Young. Ron Rivera took that job. He didn't interview anywhere else besides Washington. He took that job because he saw that the number two overall pick was going to land him the best defensive end to come out in years and that comes from the same school of as joey bosa nick bosa i mean this guy might be better than both of them so ron rivera is not stupid he knows how to eye talent 
he's going to get Chase Young. All right, number three pick. This is where it gets a little bit interesting, and if you ask me a couple of days, my pick might be a little bit different, but the Lions are open to trading this pick. Before we pick this, who, like, I'm trying to think, Maybe Miami, but I don't know. Right now, I, I, I think, if anything, the smokescreen is Miami. You know, people want, you know, Miami wants people to think two is not healthy, so they don't have to trade up to get him. They could fall to get him at, at five. But, you know, I heard some people say, you know, Atlanta trading up to number three. That's no, a big, not there's no three. shot. Not shot. But I don't know. I said before, maybe Jacksonville, you know, they had Jalen Ramsey. Now they miss him. Can, can they trade up to number three? I, I, I think this pick is Jeffrey Okuda for, you know, to whoever gets this pick, whether it's the Lions take it or I, I think the Lions end up keeping this pick and drafting Akuda. Really? But yeah, but hey, I honestly think if you asked me the other day, I would have said Tua with the Dolphins. But I think, you know, if this is smoke screen about his injury, then they're going to get him at five because they don't have to worry about anybody jumping him. But I don't know. I think even the Lions trade out, it's a team that wants to get Jeffrey Akuda at three. So I, I'm going Jeffrey Akuda at three with the Lions. I'm going to go with the Dolphins trading up at pick number three and grabbing Tua. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking that in their war room, Chris Greer and Brian Flores, they're talking, listen, two is our guy. Let's go get him. We have all this draft capital. Let's go get him so that the Chargers don't leapfrog us to number three and grab him right in front of us. So I think to make to just 100% get him and making sure that the Chargers don't have a shot at him, they're just going to trade up to pick number three, give up a second-round pick, and get their quarterback, get their franchise quarterback, and then move on. That's what's going to happen. And then the Lions can sit pretty at number five and just grab their guy. All right, all right. Now we're at number four. The New York Giants are on the clock. Interesting there that the, the buzz has changed is that Isaiah Simmons is the guy up until this point. Now it's possibly an offensive lineman. I'm going with Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama. This is the guy wow. I'm going with right there. I said I think he's the top offensive tackle. In the draft, it seems like they're really kind of getting towards him, and I I I, I like it. I, I think they're going to go with him. I maybe thought Mekki Beckham was the pick here, but I think even the Giants are smart enough right now. Wait, to what'd you call? What'd you call him? Meg? Is it Mekki? <laughs> what is it? How do you pronounce it? <laughs> it's Makai Beckton. Makai Beckton? No, Makai Beckton. Makai Beckton. <laughs> Yeah, Makai Beckton. That's not how I... Mekki? Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know I love to fuck with you. I don't know. I pronounce the name. Anyway, me... Makai? Makai Beckton. Makai? No, Mekai. Mekai. Yeah. Beckton. No, Beckton. Mekai Beckton. Yes. Okay. I think even the Giants are smart enough to stay away from Beckton in the draft. <laughs> and I think right. Kendrick Wills, at pick number four, get themselves an offensive tackle. Now we're talking about possibly the buzz with Justin Herbert. No. They'll get themselves an offensive tackle to protect Daniel Jones. But doesn't mean I don't think it could still happen, Justin Herbert, there. So I am in agreement with you. I think Jedrick Wills is the best tackle in the draft. And I think the Giants – when they hired Joe Judge, they liked the way he was working with Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Now we know Joe Judge, when he was at Alabama, obviously he had a good ear to Nick Saban or else he would have been promoted to go to New England. So I think he's, especially at a time like this, when pro days weren't going on, 
You're not allowed to meet one-on-one with prospects. You're going to go with what you know and what you're familiar with. And I think Jedrick Wills and obviously Joe Judge coming from Alabama, they know each other in some sort of way or shape or form. And I think Joe Judge is going to call his buddy, Nick Saban, and he's going to get the full scale on Jedrick Wills and be the most comfortable grabbing a guy who didn't give up a single sack. And I forget how many snaps. It might have been like 700 or even close to 900 snaps, Chris. He didn't give up a single sack. So, and that tells me that this guy, and he's got a great attitude, good in the locker room. And we all know the Giants locker room is not the strongest right now. They have a bunch of guys who are just so used to losing and being pathetic. They need to bring a guy who has won a lot. And obviously, Jedrick Wills did that at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, look, like the, the, the Giants need a big, powerful guy right there. If the Jets don't draft the wide receiver, that's who I hope they get. But it yeah. seems like he's going to go that early. All right, number five, the Los Angeles Chargers. This is where we're definitely going to disagree no. here. Number five? The oh, the Chargers. Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah, the sorry. Dolphins. I, sorry, the Dolphins. Dolphins at five, Chargers at six. The Miami Dolphins. We've kind of are in agreement. I think they get Tua here at five. You have him going, Tua going at three, but I think they end up getting him at five. Whether he's healthy or not, I don't know. This is the guy that has been the buzz. It, it, it just wouldn't feel right if Tua wasn't going to Miami. They might not trade up to him, in my opinion, but they're going to get him at five. So, at number five, I had the Lions in the spot after they traded back with the Miami Dolphins. So, I think here they grabbed the second-round pick, and they still got their guy in Jeffrey Okuda. So, let's move on to pick number six. All right. Now, the Los Angeles Chargers are on the clock. You think they go probably a different direction than I do, but okay. I'm going they go offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs here. Anthony Lynn and Tyrod Taylor. Look, Anthony Lynn, I, from what I've heard from people, he vouched for Tyrod Taylor. He wanted Tyrod Taylor to come to Los mm. Angeles last year. Mm. You know, they have a little bit of a relationship with each other. I don't know how the true it is, but it's from, from you know, I, I, I've, I have heard that before. So, I think they're comfortable rolling with Tyrod Taylor here. And I think maybe if they want to get a quarterback later on, if Justin Herbert falls, if, Julian, if, 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 if Jordan Love falls, if Jalen Hurts is their guy in the second round, I feel like they can get a top offensive tackle here and protect Tyrod Taylor if that's their guy or potentially get their guy in the second round in, or third round in this draft and, and get an offensive tackle for the future. I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see Justin Herbert being their guy. I know you probably disagree, but I'm going to go offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs, Iowa. Yeah, I'm going with Justin Herbert here. When you let go of a guy that's Phil Rivers, who is not a Hall of Famer, by the way, you're looking for your franchise quarterback. And I think Justin Herbert, he's going to be the guy. They're moving into a new stadium. They, they can't go there and be like, hey, new fans of L.A. with our kick-ass uniforms, we're going to roll out Tarod Taylor. No, they're going to roll out Justin Herbert. That's the guy. Interesting. All right. Pick seven, the Carolina Panthers or the Carolina Temple Owls, as you <laughs> call them. Don't think they're going to draft the Owls in the first round, but I definitely could see them maybe looking at Matt Hennessy, Harrison Hand later in the draft. But here, you know, there's a guy who played, you know, close to, you know, Charlotte for football. He played at Clemson. How about the Panthers replace Luke Keekley and get a guy who slips because the Giants are going off at tackle? They go with Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson. Talk before about a guy in Kenneth Murray who can lead a defense. I think Isaiah Simmons would do the same thing. I think Isaiah Simmons is a little bit better than Kenneth Murray, and that is nothing wrong with that because they are both phenomenal players and both going to be generals on the field. But Isaiah Simmons, look, I know maybe there's talks maybe Derek Brown here some get some help up front, but hey, you lose Luke Keekley. You're looking for a guy to replace that, be a Mike, you know, linebacker. 
be a leader, I, I think Isaiah Simmons is the guy, and he falls to them right there at seven as well. I, I have Isaiah Simmons going here as well. Uh, like you said, Luke Keekley, he's gone. You've got to find a guy in the middle of that defense. And Matt Rule's a guy who he's trying to start restart a new culture, right? And letting go of Cam Newton, that spoke volume to me. He also said and came out and said, uh, we're looking for guys that are all about football, nothing else, just football. Obviously, Cam loves to be fashionable, and, you know, he's got different things on his mind sure. other than football. And Isaiah Simmons is all football. He's a guy who replaces a major need on their defense and just good for the culture. So Isaiah Simmons, a pick seven to Carolina. Pick eight. I'm going with a little trade alert here. I got got the Atlanta Falcons. Same, bro. Trading up to the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to get, you know, I thought maybe they'd trade up for maybe C.J. Henderson, but they really want to trade up in this draft. And I don't think they really know who they want, but they want somebody, right? And I think that if they what? can't... No, wait, you're having them trading up, but you don't think they know who they want? No, 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 no. I know that they, like, 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 they want, they, okay, so let me put it this way. They have a couple guys in mind that they want, but it matters of who they could trade up for, right? So I think if they say I pick 17, they're probably going to reach for CJ Henderson or something like that because they really want a corner. That's what I mentioned Jeffrey Okuda, but jumping to three is tough. But Derek Brown's a guy right there. I think they trade up, they get Derek Brown. I don't think the Cardinals really mind trading back to pick 17. I, I, I think they get Derek Brown, get Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn, plug him up right there, put him next to, you know, Jarrett, help it out. I, I don't know. People are sleeping on – people are saying, oh, the Falcons are not going to be that great this year. Look, I took their win total over seven and a half wins already. They won seven games last year. They played like absolute crap. I'm not saying Todd Gurley is going to be the MVP, but Todd Gurley – Todd Gurley, Hayden Hurts, Dante Fowler, John, they could win more than they could win one more game this year. A bunch of low lifes. They could win eight games this year. That's all I need for the bet. I, I but I, I I'm going Falcons trading up Derek Brown, defensive tackle Auburn, right there. They want a big defensive player. I have the Falcons also trading up at pick number eight, which is funny how we both had that. I have them taking CJ Henderson. Yeah, this is a reach, but I think when they trade up here, they have this in mind. They need to find a guy to replace Desmond Trufant. They have nobody in the back. And the Jaguars pick at number nine. The Jaguars lost A.J. Bouye. They traded away uh, both Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. So I think that the Falcons are going to obviously try to get a corner in this draft. So the Falcons are trying to trade up ahead of the Jaguars, grab their guy, C.J. Henderson from Florida. That's interesting. I, I actually might have to change mine and let that sink in because I do agree with that. Like, look, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if they know what they want because I don't know if they know if they really want C.J. Henderson or if they want Derek Brown. Like, I don't know. Part of me thinks that I think they could get, in my opinion, they probably would get C.J. Henderson at 17 only because I think, or maybe they have to trade up maybe to, you know, 15 or so. But I think, it, it, say, say if Atlanta didn't trade up right here, I think if Arizona took this pick, they're going – they're going offensive tackle. They're going Beck. They're going Beckton here. Protect Kyler Murray. And then Jacksonville, if Derek Brown's still on the clock, I think they're gonna go after Derek Brown. Get a guy that cause some pressure on the front line, especially if they want, you know, Nagate, your boy, Jan, you know, think he's gonna come to the Eagles. If they're gonna get rid of him, they need some help up front. So I don't know. I, I like I think CJ Henderson's a reach there, but I I I I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with like like I think it's two guys they end up with. It's Derek Brown. Or C.J. Henderson. Those are the two guys that, that mm-hmm. Atlanta ends with. So, okay. that, that's there. All right, pick nine, Jacksonville Jaguars. They're on the clock. 
I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Did you I make your mock draft or not? I did, but I'm switching some things up right now as I got a feel for things, man. Oh my you know God. what I'm saying? Your draft changes. Dude, you're a still lot. suffering the setbacks from 420. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm going with our boy, Mikai Becton here. The wow. Jagu- Jaguars are going to get themselves a little help on the offensive line for their franchise quarterback, whether that's Gardner Minshew or they get a quarterback later in this draft. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe they get Justin Herbert later on in my mock draft. I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. But maybe they'll get some help right here. It, it could be one of the positions where they go after, okay, we have two first-round picks. Let's go after the best available player. Let's get some help offensively in the front. Let's get some help up front. Get an offensive tackle that can really help us out for years. I don't know. Uh, you say C.J. Henderson, but I don't know. I don't think they would take him there. I think maybe they could trade up for him later on in, in the first round where their, where their other pick is. So at number nine, I have the Jaguars grabbing Derek Brown. Okay. A guy who I think is a top three, yeah. top five talent in this draft. Yep. To get him at pick number nine is obviously great value. So for them to just address the position that they lost Calais Campbell, right? And now they're going to get rid of Yannick Ngakwe. They need to pair someone next to Josh Allen. And I think Derek Brown is a great player. Yeah. To just to do just that. I agree. I mean, like I said, if I didn't have Atlanta trading up, and uh, my mind might change by tomorrow when I do my final mock draft, it's just how things are. All right, pick number 10. I think this is an easy one, at least from my opinion. I, I, I think the Browns go go Andrew Thomas here, um, offensive tackle from Georgia. They they want to plug somebody up in, in offense. You know, they got Jack Hawkland in offseason. Plug, get another big offensive tackle in there. Help protect Baker Mayfield. Help ground the bo- pound the ball with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Get the ball to Odell Beckham. I think they go Andrew Thomas here. Get some help up front in the trun- trenches. So I had the Broncos trading up to pick number 10. Okay. And they're going to grab Henry Ruggs, the wide okay. receiver from Alabama. He will be the first wide receiver off the board. The Broncos, to me, are falling in love with one of these top three receivers. And I think it's going to be Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs is a, the perfect complement to Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, and a guy where Drew Locke, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, the new franchise quarterback, it looks like they finally nailed the pick after failing so many times to find their guy. I think Henry Ruggs is the guy to just open up that entire offense, and he's going to be the guy who will be the first wide receiver off the board. It's interesting because I have a feeling that Ruggs might be the first wide receiver off the board too, but that's our top ten. We're not going to go any further, but let's talk about what we think our teams are going to do. My Jets are up after 11, so they just clear the top 10. Uh, give me, at this point, all the top offensive tackles, at least on my board, are gone. So I'm going with CeeDee Lamb right oh here. God. That is such a lie. Andrew Thomas is still on the board. Not on my, not on my board. I Boy, have the Browns taking him? Yeah. All right. So, and let me ask you this. I saw, I saw a tweet from Natalie Engelhoff today. So that said the teams are – skeptical of Jerry Judy because of an injury. Are you buying any of that? Like that could raise the CD lamb stock a little bit at all too, but I, I don't know. I think the jets get CD lamb here at 11. It, it's, you know, Joe Douglas said they're going best available player. And it's interesting because I don't know what that means. I do know what it means, but I don't know on their board who the best available player is. The jets sometimes don't make the smartest decisions. I don't know who their best available player in the board could be at that time. It could be Javon Kinlaw, a defensive tackle, because the Jets love getting defensive tackles. It could be they trade back and they want Austin Jackson later on in the draft. I don't know what the Jets' rank is when Joe Douglas says that, but I like that. Personally, to me, 
if 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 from where I'm at and all the offensive tackles are gone, CeeDee Lamb's the best available player on the board. I think even with some of these offensive linemen, he still is the best available player on my board. But Jets got a wide receiver for Je- uh, uh, Sam Donald here at 11. Now, I don't know if Adam Gates is going to be able to figure out how to use him, but they'll get a wide receiver. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, no, I don't see the, the Jets grabbing a wide receiver in round one. Joe Douglas comes from the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Howie Roseman, that school of you drafting linemen in the first round. And I think that's what he's going to do. you got to find a way to protect Sam Darnold. I remember you complaining all last year, wow, this offense line sucked. This is a deep wide receiver class, right? They could grab one in round two, but you cannot grab a premier left tackle in round two. I mean, maybe you can, but it's most likely that you will grab one at pick 11, which I think that's what they end up doing. But anyway... So in terms of my team, right, I picked 21, the Philadelphia Eagles. They could go in so many different directions. Usually by now, I have a good sense of where they're going to go. Did you know Dillard last year? You didn't know that. That, like, broke your heart. Nah, yeah, that, that broke my heart. And, yeah, I, I embarrassed myself in, in front of the entire city of Philadelphia because we were at this bar, and there was a cute girl there that I was going out with at the time. She ended up going there. And she was embarrassed, too. She's like, I can't believe you acted that way in front of me. Like, my friends made fun of me. And I was like, well, that's cool. And then we broke up right after that. So, true story, by the way. I don't know if I ever told you that. But anyway. I didn't know you were seeing a girl at the time when she was there. Is this somebody that was in our class? Is it the person that was in our class? No, 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 no. No, not that girl. I was, so I was seeing, not to toot my own horn, but I was seeing a couple girls at the same time. Oh! All right, John, well. You know, you know my degenerate self right here. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I have to gamble a little bit. I'll be watching the draft this Sunday, but I'll also be listening on SportsGrid. You know, or, or, you know that's that's where I work. I'm a producer for SportsGrid live draft coverage on SportsGrid. So uh, they'll be doing live draft coverage. I won't be part of it, but a lot of great experts will be there. So that's why I'll be watching the draft. But you know, I had to have some wagers on the on on the draft job because I'm a degenerate. I have had nothing to bet on really all this time. I mean, with no sports, I haven't been able to get my itch of, of, of betting. So I had to do some bets for the NFL draft. I want to ask you, because I know you don't really bet, so you might have a little bit of clearer mind. <laughs> I want to ask you. So here, here, are some right. of my, here are some of my bets. Ready? Yes. Jalen Hurts draft position. Under 69.5 picks. Probably one of my favorite ones. Do you like that one? Under 69.5 picks that Jalen Hurts gets picked. Uh, under 69.5. So he has to go within – 69 right so yeah he could potentially i see him going in the second round so yeah take that all right I because, the six, because the 64th overall pick is the last pick in the second round yeah i agree all right courtesy of the FanDuel sportsbook i got under 10 and a half draft under 10 and a half for the draft position at plus 120 for andrew thomas obviously in my mock draft i have him going at 10 so i'd win but i think you have him going not in the top 10 in your mock draft, so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like your, I, I don't know. You could go either way here. This is a tough one. This is way tougher than the Jalen Hurts. Yeah. All right. Here's one that I kind of like. And I don't know why the odds are at it, but maybe you, maybe I'm missing something and I'm a sucker for it. But Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU, plus 158. Yes, he will be drafted in the first round. I think he'll be drafted in the first round. I've seen a lot of mock drafts have him going later in the first round to like Minnesota or something like that. Or possibly Kansas City. They need some corners. Yeah, I think I like he goes that. in the first round. Yeah, I, I would say, mm. for me, I would make that bet. I would say that he goes in the first round. Okay. 
Ready? Here's a small one I like. Plus 3,200. Little sprinkle. Jacksonville Jaguars to draft Jalen Hurts. Just in general? Yeah, at any point. Yeah, no, I'm not buying that. That's no. a terrible bet. Did no. you bet that? Yeah, I only put $2 on it. So what's the what's the payout? $2 to win $66. Wow, okay, that's worth it. All right. Plus 100, and the odds have changed on this one, so I might have to go back at it. Plus 100, Miami Dolphins to draft to a tag of Iola. You love 100%. that? Yeah. Here's one that has caught some steam, for at least for me. Jedrick Wills, under eight and a half. Under yeah, eight and a half. Going, he's going to the top eight, 100%. I want to ask you a little question before I wrap it up about an Eagles prop bet. Okay. Interesting. It's, it, it's because I know you made the, the, the comment before about they haven't took a linebacker since 1979. 1979. That's a long time. In the first round, though. Right. Obviously, in the, in, in the first round. Before we wrap it up, I want to know, this is, if the Eagles, this pick right here, these, are, these odds are courtesy of the DraftKings Sportsbook. The exact player position of the team's first drafted player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ready? Wide receiver, minus 200. Cornerback, plus 450. Linebacker, plus 450. Safety, plus 800. And then the Howie Specials, defensive lineman and offensive lineman, plus 1,100. I'm going to put my money on the defensive lineman and offensive lineman. I like those odds. Right? Like that, like, like you, yeah. you said it before that, 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 that the Howie Roseman special is love getting his guys up front in the trenches. So, yes, I like that. I'm, oh, wow. So, what's the odds about that? 1,100? Yeah. For, Wow. So if you put ten dollars in, what do you think you'll get out of it? Like a hundred and twenty dollars, hundred and twenty-two. Yeah. I would do that. Before we get out of here, Chris, give me one bold prediction that's gonna happen on Thursday night of the NFL draft. I've been saying it all show. I put a bet on it too. He goes in the first round. Jalen Hurt going in the first round. We see it every year. We know Lamar Jackson was a great quarterback, but not a lot of people were skeptical about him going in the first round. They weren't sure about it. All it takes is one freaking team. Jalen Hurts goes in the first round. That is my bold prediction in the NFL draft. What about you, John? What is your bold prediction for the NFL draft? So my bold prediction is that seven wide receivers will go in the first round. Seven wide receivers. Yes. So CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy. Ruggs. Ruggs. Justin Jefferson. So that's four, right? Okay. Jalen Rager, five. Brandon Ayuk, six. Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims at number seven. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that will do it for our draft episode here of Philly versus the world. We thank you guys for listening to us. Hopefully everybody's staying safe and having fun, as fun as they can during the quarantine. Only two of us today. Next time, Drew will be back for our post-draft episode next week. Some of us may be happy. Some of us will be sad. And according to John, some of us might have a new quarterback on their team. I wonder what Drew has to say about that. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys will have a new quarterback. And I know we didn't touch about this, but before we go off, I, I know you were happy about what happened with Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott getting busted for a party. Maybe we should end with your final words towards that. I want to say something to the Cowboys fans. You know, I mean, listen. It's, what, like, it's like what Stephen A. Smith always says. They always get in their own way, no matter what. It's just, 
it's just the culture down there for being a Dallas cowboy. Ooh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. No, fuck that. No. Stupid. Whatever. Not my team. <laughs> Wentz wouldn't do that. Wentz, you know what Wentz is doing, by the way? What's he doing? What's he doing? He's cooking up gluten-free pizza on his <laughs> grill outside on his porch. And he puts it on his Instagram every single night. So if you follow Carson Wentz, you know what I'm talking about. He's always bragging about his new grill that he just got and eating gluten-free pizza. So what you're saying is Carson Wentz is helping the quarantine while Dak Prescott is not helping the quarantine. Exactly, yes. All right, we'll end it on that note. We'll be back next week for our draft recap special. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you for listening to Philly versus the World. Go Bears!